Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The placenta is an amazing organ that provides nourishment to your growing baby throughout your pregnancy. But did you know the placenta provides many benefits even after your baby is delivered? What are some different ways to prepare the placenta and how can you maximize those benefits? I'm Brent Keim, a licensed acupuncturist, and I'm here with my wife, Erlia Keim, an intern midwife. This is Preggy Pals, episode 66. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself! I'm pregnant! And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Have you joined our Preggy Pals Club? All of our members get our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You will also receive a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine. Visit our website, preggypals.com, for more information. And thanks to all of our listeners who are checking out our episode through our awesome Preggy Pals apps. We have two. One's available on the Apple Marketplace. Another one is available via Android Marketplace. It is the best way, in my personal opinion, to listen to the episodes, especially if you're a mom on the go, like when you're out pushing your stroller. I've done that. Or if you're waiting for your next prenatal appointment and you just need to kill some time, maybe even waiting for the elevator, whatever. It's it's a great opportunity. So we encourage you guys to check it out. They are absolutely free. So download them today. Also, I want to remind you guys, we have a new program that we have just launched. It's called our Virtual Panelist Program. There's more information on our website. But we know so many of our listeners are located across the country, not just here in San Diego. We even have international listeners. And we want to encourage you guys to participate in our conversation. So it's almost like you're right here in the studio with us when we're recording. It allows you to participate in our conversations via Facebook and Twitter. So we'll be posting topics we're going to be talking about on our Facebook page. Make sure that you like our page so you get all those updates. You can ask our experts questions. You can just share your own personal experience. And we're going to be incorporating all of your comments into our show, at least as many as we can. And the same thing with Twitter. For those of you that like to tweet everything that's going on in your life, well, we're on Twitter as well. Make sure you follow us. And you can even follow the hashtag PreggyPalsVP, which stands for Virtual Panelist. And as we are recording our shows live, we're going to be tweeting out what our experts are talking about. We're going to be asking you guys questions. And again, that's another great way that you can participate in our shows. So be sure to check out our website for more information on the Preggy Pals Virtual Panelist Program. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Here's a question from one of our listeners. Linda writes to us on her Facebook page and says, I'm concerned about postpartum depression. My mother experienced extreme depression after having me, and now that I'm pregnant, I'm concerned the same thing will happen. Is depression hereditary, and what are some of the signs I should look for? Hi, this is Rosemary Mason. I'm a certified postpartum doula. And Linda, since I'm not a therapist, I can't really answer that question. Um, it, it could be that she, since she's aware of her mother's depression, she may experience some signs, but it's not always the case. I think the best thing is to get um, some help ahead of time, make sure you have some support um, with you when the baby comes so that you have questions. Um, if you have questions, they can the postpartum doula could answer them for you or another support person. It's giving you some rest and, and make sure you're well-fed and well-hydrated. Those are important things um, all moms um, need to do after they've had a baby. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The idea of eating your placenta has been making lots of headlines recently. Celebrities, as well as everyday moms like you and me, were choosing to preserve our placentas for its amazing benefits. And here to tell us a little bit more about that, we've got a team of experts here today. Brent Keim is a licensed acupuncturist, and Aralia Keim is his wife, and she's a midwife. She is joining us here in the studio. Welcome to the show, you guys. We're so happy to have you here. I was chatting with you guys a little bit before the show. You guys have so much great information to share. And I'm really excited that our listeners are going to be able to benefit from this today. So welcome. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about the placenta in general. Before we talk about what we should do with it and all the benefits and stuff, what in the world is it? So, Aralia, is this a topic that you want to kind of dive into? This would be great. Okay. I think to keep it simplified, it would be easily said that the primary function of the placenta is fetal life support. Okay. And that's when the placenta adheres to the uterine wall and develops the relationship between the mother and fetus. It also has five properties that it brings to the table, which is respiratory, nutritional, uh, an endocrine or hormonal exchange, and as well as an excretory property. So that's exactly how the placenta works. So it is essential. It's considered an organ. Is that correct? Very good. Yes. Okay. Um, and then what are some of the, you know, I'm going to dive right into this. So the benefits of taking that organ after childbirth, what are some of the benefits of being able to use this for mother's postpartum? And Brent, that, that might be more of a question for you. Sure. I think um, probably the two biggest benefits are number one, to support lactation. Okay. Um, that's uh, um, in traditional Chinese medicine. They've used it for that purpose for um, um, thousand year, thousand plus years. So it brings it um, in faster, or what does it? Brings do? it in faster. Okay. You know, moms who are having trouble, um, who have had lactation trouble, just uh, providing enough milk. Okay. Um, then it, it's definitely beneficial in that in that area. The other part that we're seeing, you know, a lot of benefit for it is for uh, the baby blues, the postpartum depression, mm. to try to stave that off and 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 keep that away. Um, you know, we see a lot of moms who uh, first pregnancy, second pregnancy, did not do this, had terrible depression. Um, then, you know, they reach a third pregnancy or later pregnancy, and then they do do this, and they notice a huge difference. Um, 
other benefits of it, it's, uh, it's rich in iron. Um, so, you know, we can, uh, it helps anemia due to any sort of uh, hemorrhaging or blood loss during pregnancy or during, uh, during labor, excuse me. I guess those are some of the big ones, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, okay, so I actually did this with my last son. I did not do this with my first baby, my first son. My second son I did because I was more part of the San Diego birth community and I started hearing about all these benefits of it. And you hear the the explanation of, well, we're the only mammals that don't consume our placentas. You know, you, you do hear that a lot. But then I also know the other side of the argument is, well, there's a lot of things animals do that I don't want to do. Right? <laughs> so I really want to kind of, you know, break this, this down a little bit. For the naysayers out there, is there scientific data out there to show that you know it does what we say it does a lot of people say it, oh, it's a placebo thing in my opinion even if it's it, it is a placebo thing I'm still feeling better yeah do I care why I feel better no so for me as a mom it's not a big deal either or but for the people out there that really want some sort of data do we have anything that we can share with them about that I'll tell you if they're looking for you know that gold standard of the double blind uh, right you know um, scientific research there has not been any. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if there will be any. I mean, there's there's people who are encouraging it. Yeah. Some of the studies that are out there are more um, uh, anecdotal. There's a UNLV anthropology survey that they did where they talked to over 180 mothers who had done this practice. Okay. And um, of them, not one of them uh, thought that they didn't get any benefits from it or had any negative right. effects out of it. Okay. Um, uh, most of them either said that they had a good experience with it or a great experience with it. And a lot of them who reported having a great experience were because previous pregnancies, when they did not do this practice, um, you know, it was so very different for them, so much more beneficial this right. time around. Right. Um, being from the world of traditional Chinese medicine, being an acupuncturist, um, you know, I put a lot of stock in over a thousand years of empirical data, you know, right. of empirical evidence of one generation doing this and saying it works and the next generation doing this and saying it works and, and it's sticking through that many generations right. for over a thousand years. Right. Um, that carries a lot of weight with me. I know, I know if you're a hardcore research person, if it doesn't have that double blind, then it does not have the, uh, the seal of approval, right. you know, as far as research goes. So, you know, you really have to make that decision. Is it going to be right for you? Is it something that you want to try? And you're going right. to have to go from there. Um, because if you're looking for that clear research, you're probably not going to find it. Not currently anyways. What about, you mentioned the risks a little bit. Like, are there any real risks to this? And I know, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but people prepare it differently. They add different herbs, all of that kind of stuff. So maybe there would be some risk as to what you're adding to it. But overall, do you have any advice or any thoughts on if people someone comes to you and says, well, is there a risk to doing this? I, I hear there could be a lot of benefits. Are there any risks? You know, risks might be if, uh, it, I'll, I'll say some different areas here. If the mom's a smoker, mm-hmm. um, it's been shown that the, the placenta will store up a lot of heavy metals from that. So I, okay. I don't know that I would recommend that if someone has been, uh, um, you know, is a relatively steady smoker, I don't know that I would say. But I don't know that a lot of smokers are going to be going for this you know, for placenta encapsulation, if that's, you know, if it's right. a, a li- lifestyle choices. I, I, or even you know. smoking during their pregnancy. Yeah, exa- that's, exactly. that's different too than being a smoker. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be about the only time that I would say absolutely no, don't do it. Okay. You know, as far as the risks go, um, I mean, the biggest, you know, worries that I think most people would have would be some sort of a, a bloodborne pathogen. But this is, you know, the placenta encapsulation is what would be called maternal placentophagy, meaning it's the mother eating her, her own placenta. Right. So, right. so uh, you know, any anything that's in the placenta was already in you know with right. the mother in the first place so there's no 
you know, cross contamination right. that's going on there. So, you know, that really makes the risks very low. And okay. if it's properly prepared, you know, the, the, the other risk might be just in the fact that it's being prepared for consumption. So it's the same risk that you might have preparing a, a, a steak for dinner or, you mm-hmm. know, a, a piece of chicken. It's if it's not handled properly, if it's not refrigerated properly, if it's not taken care of during that process, then, you know, then you may have a problem. Um, but r- really, that, that's really the only risk. So, you know, it, through proper preparation, there should be no risk. Okay. And obviously finding someone that's qualified to do this, too. I mean, it goes back to, you know, making sure that, yeah. <laughs> that you're not just asking yeah. someone off the street yeah. to yeah. fry up your placenta, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there are uh, videos of how to do it all over YouTube. Yeah. You know, I mean, anybody can learn how to do it. Right. Um, um, but, yeah, you're, you're 100% correct in that. Okay. So let's talk about the different ways to prepare it. The The focus of what we're going to talk about today is more on the encapsulation process. But I do want to acknowledge that there are other ways to consume your placenta um, than just preparing it in pill format. Sure. So what would you guys say to that? Yeah, if you want to get out there onto the internet, I mean, you can find uh, all sorts of placenta recipes, placenta smoothies, uh, pâtés made out of it. How do you, uh, you know, saute it up with <laughs> This liver, just looks weird. With, I, I, with, I'm, with I'm, onions thinking, and garlic. I'm thinking like Hannibal Lecter stuff right yeah. now, you guys. Seriously. <laughs> It's, um, it, it, yeah, I can, I can understand that. You know, so, some cultures who have, um, you know, rituals or ceremony that, that are placed around the preparation of it, there are certain preparations that they want to use. There's certain, um, depending on if it's a boy or a girl, that may determine who in the family gets to eat the placenta, because it may not only be the mother that eats the placenta. Who else would eat the placenta? Uh, family members. Family Just members. as a ritual type Yeah, thing. it's more of a ritualistic oh, okay. type More ceremonial. Yeah, ceremony. ceremony. Yeah. I think eating is such a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> I like the word ingesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like you're sitting down to like a placenta pate necessarily. Yeah, Maybe no. like a little yeah. piece. It's not, you know, it's not right. the main course in your, you know, in your dinner party or something like that. It's not quite like that. But. Served with fries. Yeah, and... exactly. <laughs> right. You won't see it on a fast food restaurant. <laughs> no, you soon. won't. Um, do you think that you know? Do you prefer one method over the other? For example, um, you know, if if a client came to you guys and said, "Well, you know, I do want to have some stuff that's encapsulated, but I would really like to have some stuff immediately that I mix in a smoothie or that I cook up in some other way," is there any advice that you give them? Do you prefer one over the other? Anything like that? I, I think encapsulation. Um, the the benefit of encapsulation is that the medicine is going to last over a long period of time. Whereas if you're dealing with fresh placenta, then you're right, you would have to eat it Right away. Imme- immediately, right mm-hmm. away. Otherwise, you know, the the same as, um, you know, like I said earlier, any any piece of meat that you have, I mean, it will spoil, yeah. you know, if it's not, if it's not uh, um, treated properly. So, uh, um, you know, that, that, that would, that, that would be the benefit of encapsulating it. As far as someone, um, you know, wanting to eat it right away, um, I'm not generally at the birth, so I'm not going to help you with that. Um, <laughs> Uh, Air Leah, do you have any thoughts on that? (laughs) I think it's very beneficial. I have seen it used. um, And I do think that if, if, if a mother chooses to have some, as you're saying, immediately postpartum, there's a great benefit to that. Um, even putting a small piece aside, refrigerated, and having maybe over the next 72 hours in a, in a smoothie, yeah. and then taking the other half and having it prepared, right. and then encapsulated. These are all moving toward the benefits of getting your placenta therapy on board. Sure. Just putting it in. And I guess probably why we say encapsulation more so is that is the concept that I think that most people can adhere to. Right. I think most people are very comfortable with, oh, 
you take this encapsulate it and i'll you know consume it and it and i'll love the benefits from it and occasionally get a, a few pick and chooses there and and choices and things like that and i think that all of them have their place i do i think that um the majority just go straight for I think the the pills on board a lot a lot easier. I mean, we even do something as much as tinctures. So there's the latter part that you can uh, carry that through. Um, I also do syrups in the event of a really emergent situation, like so somebody syrup. So yes, you can taking the the placenta and infusing it into actually it's it's total preparatory measures like standard, but taking right. the powder itself and making it into I'm also an herbalist, so making it okay. into a um, an elixir or syrup type okay. so that you can get it sublingual a lot faster. Would you take it just yeah. with like a teaspoon or would you <laughs> Yeah, like a teaspoon like you something? would. Yeah. Okay. And it would just be short lived. It would only be a small amount that would be for okay. you while that is being you know on the on the onset maybe the first 72 hours so if like say if you lost a lot of blood or you had a lot of um just a lot of trouble during pregnancy and might mm. not have seen an acupuncturist you, you right. didn't go into it you had didn't you sustained your pregnancy but it wasn't maybe the most optimal right and it can wipe out a lot of your your chi your yeah. body's life forces and energy and that's a measure that can be that's an option that sure. can be put on board while the rest are being prepared into capsules. Okay. And what's great working with Brent is that I can say, look, here's a situation that I have for this type of outcome of birth. What would you suggest? And it's like, oh, a lot more capsules in a day. Right. Yeah. Versus right. like, oh, that's pretty standard birth. We went across the board, pretty textbook, keeps with a pretty simple dosage. Yeah. So. Okay. The encapsulation does allow for, uh, you know, a lot of modification, small modification, a little bit added, a little bit taken away, that right. kind of thing, right. uh, which is beneficial rather than, you know, taking it in a smoothie. Um, uh, the tincture that she was talking about, it's a good way. Uh, uh, again, tinctures can be stored for a long period of what time. What is a so tincture? I'm sorry. A, t- a tincture is when you, take, uh, when you take an herb or a medicinal and then you soak it in uh, an alcohol base for a period of time. Generally, you know, 30 days or sh- so like that. And it'll, it will, the, the alcohols, the properties of the alcohol, it will pull the... Um, uh, it will pull the medicinal properties out and sort of mix it oh, in like that. So okay. it's like, you know, if, if you go to Sprouts or something like that, they'll be in the little, like, uh, um, well, tincture bottles. The, the it's little like the dro- amber-based the little bottles okay. with, like, droppers. Yeah, sure, like, sure, that, sure. like that. So it's another way to store oh. the medicine over a long period of time. Got it, got it. That's that's another benefit. Whereas the syrup, like she was talking about, um, you know, there's sugars involved, so you got to, you know, care for it. It's a little less stable of right. a form. Um, and, again, that that's another benefit of the, the encapsulation, too, is it's a very stable form that can last over a long period period of time so that that medicine can be spread out for you. When I determined I wanted to have this done with my last son, we knew this was a planned cesarean, unfortunately, from some complications I had with my firstborn, my vaginal birth. So we knew it was going to be a C-section. And um, the person preparing my placenta said, you know, it it might be beneficial if we just took a little bit. So you just had a couple pieces um, to consume raw, or I guess if I wanted to put in a smoothie or something, I could do that. In addition to, you know, taking the rest and making it into an encapsulation format. And I asked, you know, I inquired as to why that would be beneficial. And she was talking about, well, you know, when you have a cesarean, it's a surgery, you know, it's a, it's a procedure, um, and it's a way to immediately get those things within your body. I mean, would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. That that's Absolutely. Yeah. So you can combine it like that. You, you know, it's not yeah. like all one or yeah, the other. No, 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 no. There, there's, there's lots of ways to do this, you know. Right. The, the encapsulation, using it in capsules may not be a, a uh, the most traditional method, but the, the process of getting it to that, that point, the um, which, which we'll go over in a bit, but that, mm-hmm. you know, getting it to the point where it's able to be powdered, um, you know, in that form is how it's been used for well over a thousand years. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, beneficial. That's great. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the actual process of encapsulating your placenta, what's involved, how is it prepared. We're going to talk more with Brent about the different types of herbs that are used. So we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Today we're learning about the benefits of consuming your placenta. And Brent and Erlia Keim are here in the studio joining us today. They do this on a regular basis. I want to pick your brain about the process and, and how this is typically done. So Erlia, let's start with you. Um, walk us through the steps. You know, we, we've just given birth. Um, how do you get the placenta? What do you do with it? Okay, great. I either have the placenta with me a lot of times because I'm a home birth midwife. Okay. So a lot of times I can take the placenta with me. If not, and I'm outsourced um, through the counties mm-hmm. then or referred, then a lot of times, depending on where they're coming from, hospital, birth center, the placenta is then delivered to me. Okay. And then from there, I would prepare it. And sometimes hospital stays are about anywhere from 48 hours maybe 72 right. on some occasions. Right. So I have receiving, uh, received it frozen. And um, most of the time... Is that bad if it's frozen? You mean refrigerated or frozen? Two there's, there's, there is, right. there's both. Okay. There's um, frozen and refrigerated. Okay. And it depends on, honestly, I think I've done this long enough now that it can un- almost anticipate what hospital will have it frozen and which <laughs> will have it fresh. As a patient, so, can you dictate that a little bit? Can you say... Because I would imagine, wouldn't it be better if it were refrigerated as opposed to frozen or it i would i would honestly think that it has to do with hospital policy okay. it seems to be kind of standard standard i mean that's could okay. be something i start to ask people yeah that <laughs> maybe you can request that yeah. but i think that it's just kind of their po- possible procedure okay is to have it either frozen or so that maybe takes another 24 hours to the process to allow it to Thaw. Thaw. Thank you. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what do I do? <laughs> it, to have it thaw. Yeah. So once I receive it, then I have Brent or myself have either had an interface or a phone conversation on. And if I was at the birth, then I have an, a, a definite idea. Um, get a little bit more about the background of the birth itself, what what happens. And then I begin to prepare it. And um, why is that important to know how you the placenta got to where it is today? Why is that important for you guys? It's important because of its preparation. There's a standard way to, to, to prepare these, but there's a certain um, importance that comes during the infusion process. Choice of herbs. Yeah. Choice of That's herbs. really what it comes mm-hmm. down to. What, what, what are we going to add to this to make it most beneficial and most specific to this individual mother. Because it's very customized what you guys do. That's what we do, what, yes. What you guys do. Yes, okay. yes, definitely. Okay. And so when I get the placenta then, um, kind of having the go and knowing how I'm going to prepare it, it's pretty, um, it's not a particularly hard procedure, but it is takes a lot of, um, I think, focus and reverence and centering yourself on preparing uh, a placenta. The first thing that I would do is if I was preparing it right now is that I would inspect it. I would keep my notes, finding out everything that I need to do. Um, I kind of keep a note on each placenta just to see 
if I notice things as I see placentas down the line, um, I would make a placenta print and that we do it's a keepsake for the parents and then I would remove the cord and the two of those things would become uh, together but they would be washed and rinsed Mm -hmm. and then from the cord site I would where it's been removed I would milk the veins Mm -hmm. to expel it of the excess blood as Chinese medicine would have you do and from there it's rinsed and massaged very gently with warm water Mm -hmm. for it can take anywhere from eight to ten minutes to to almost alleviate it of its blood source. Okay. And so we want to get rid of as much as we can of that. Um, then from there, it's placed in a steaming basket. And in the water is where I would place the uh, herbs mm-hmm. and the different, um, I think, components that we use for infusing. And in that per- that process, depending on the size of the placenta, takes about, it can be about 20-minute process of, mm-hmm. of the steaming. And it, it lends itself to seeing when it's finished and then when it's done and take it out and it's sliced nice and thin and then I also keep the um, amnion and chorion membranes intact when I steam the entire placenta which is is that important that I believe is important because that is part of the placenta it's Mm -hmm. it's the encasing that goes around it it almost as you steam it 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 sears it almost it Mm. like it in it almost encapsulates itself through that and so when I remove that I set it on the drying rack to dry as well then I use it into a um, professionally ordered dehydrator okay and so what I can actually do on that type of dehydrator is is um, set the variables of how many degrees and so if it's rather small and it doesn't have to be something really super aggressive in dehydrating it you have the ability to kind of um have that reverence portion to it if it was a small maybe the birth was you know a particularly difficult one I like to dry them a little slower mm-hmm. and so that makes it be able to to do the uh, customize it that way and then um, it gets pulverized and then encapsulated or the powder becomes the medicinal property and then you can use it for different um, what like we spoke of mainly being encapsulated um, tinctures mm-hmm. um, like that so that's that's basically how it's prepared. Now, how long does that typically take? It's about 24 hours. I mean, with the give and take of getting it, receiving it. Yeah, if it's frozen, can add a little bit of expedited time. And it dries for several hours. And I I like to also keep with the Chinese medicine philosophy that I prepare all placentas in the evening time, Mm. as because the placentas came from a very dark and very quiet type of setting and sure. so I feel like it's the quieter time it's called considered the the yin portion and so overnight it dries and by the a.m. it's usually encapsulated kind of the very wee hours in the morning before the sun comes up and so then okay. yeah and then we deliver them so we just get all of that information ahead of time and then we bring the products to the families so let's back it up just a little mm-hmm. bit and Brenda I definitely want your take on this sure first of all when are the herbs added Herbs are uh, generally added during the the steaming process, and that can be, you know, depending on how you want to do it, it can be done in different different manners. You can soak the herbs in the water that you're going to steam up into the placenta, and then uh, let them soak for a little while before you cook. Um, It'll start to break them down, pull the medicinal properties out of it, and then as the steam rises, it will infuse itself into the placenta itself. Um, Some people take the, uh, you can take the herbs and make a decoction out of it, which is like a really strong tea to take the herbs and really boil them out, and then take that decocted liquid and then use that for the steaming as well, so you can do it that way. Mm. But that's generally when the when when um, when we bring it together, um, 
uh, in China, the way that they use the placenta is more that it is a, it's kind of a pre-prepared standalone medicinal by itself. And then it will be added, you know, so, so at that point in time, if you were going to do it that way, then the herbs would be added more at the point where things were powdered. Um, so, you know, I, either way, can get you a good mix in there, but uh, we prefer to sort of infuse it all mm-hmm. during that cooking process, and then as it dries, it's still you know infusing and cooked in there, and right. so that's 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 the reason that we do it the way that we do it. So I know that the manner in which you guys do it, you guys like to know the background, you like to know you know how the pregnancy went, how the labor and delivery went, um, and you mentioned that that helped you decide what herbs to put sure. into it. Can you elaborate on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely. Chinese medicine has a long history of creating herbal formulas that are specific for an individual. Um, so, and that is done, you know, not by just picking, you know, this herb is best for them. It's a combination of herbs, um, you know, that really create that balance and see all the little areas that need improvement for this individual. So, you know, some some uh, uh, different things that can happen there. We, we have particular herbs, um, uh, angelica and peony, for example, that help to stimulate the body's ability to, to produce blood. So if I've had a mom who's had a severe hemorrhage during pregnancy, um, then the, or during the labor and delivery, that, that, that would be a, a good time to add those herbs in because we really want to replenish what was lost during that, that period. Um, uh, Chinese medicine talks about qi, this life force, which is basically you know energy, but signs that things have been uh, damaged as far as qi go uh, for an individual would be um, maybe some spontaneous sweating for them, just exhaustion where they just cannot seem to beat it at all. Um, uh, um, difficulty breathing, wheezing, sort of labored breathing. These are, these are, these would be signs that, uh, that I have a chi deficient mother. And so mm-hmm. then there would be certain herbs like astragalus, uh, codenopsis that I might want to add into that placenta to really, really specialize it for what that individual mother needs. Um, we try to never do a one size fits all. You know, we really want to know. And sometimes that information can come from uh, from the mother. Sometimes it comes from the care provider because they've seen the mother, you know, the entire way through pregnancy. Uh, they've been there at labor and delivery. They've known exactly what happens. Um, you know, but if there's um, sometimes we still don't get good information. People just don't know what to say or that right. sort of thing. If I can see them face to face, there are certain, uh, um, you know, diagnostic methods that we use in Chinese medicine, looking at the tongue, taking the pulse, asking mm-hmm. a few other questions that can lead me down the right road as far as what's going on with that mom. And sometimes that's what it comes to, um, where, you know, for us to be able to get that information. But, you know, we do like to make things very specific instead of that, that one size fits all as far as a placenta encapsulation goes. So would you prefer to, in a perfect world, and I know this doesn't happen a lot, but if you knew the pregnant woman in advance and and you knew that you guys would be preparing her placenta, would you like to meet with her during pregnancy um, to kind of get a feel for her pregnancy? All of it. All of it. You can be there for labor and delivery. You'd be there too. (laughs) Listen, I mean, the the perfect clients for us are the ones that I've been treating with acupuncture through their pregnancy and 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 Lee has been delivering the baby and (laughs) seeing them for postpartum care because we really have it nailed down at that point in time. You don't need to consult. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no problems. Yeah, that, 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 that always always works best. That's the perfect storm for placenta encapsulation for us, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, Is there, how quickly can you feel the effects of this? And it may have something to do with, are you consuming it raw or, you know, in uh, encapsulation form. And then let's talk a little bit more about the dosage. So, Aralia, do you want to touch on that a little bit? I think the effects being felt are pretty immediate. Within at least 
48 to 72 hours, especially mothers that I know haven't had it prior and and now during subsequent pregnancies have have opted to do it. I keep it pretty standard as far as um, if it's a typical straightforward birth, then it's usually six pills total in a day. That would be the easiest way to remember for new moms, new Mm -hmm. families, um, is three in the morning and three at night. So three at sun up and three at sundown. And we want you to consume that until they're finished, which roughly depending on the size of your placenta and how many pills you you get, you're usually finished in in about a month. Adjustments are made to the dosage sometimes. One of the questions um, our listeners may be asking in their heads is, um, how much does something like this cost? You know, in general terms, and I understand your procedure is a little bit different, but what can you expect to pay um, to have your placenta encapsulated? I think most encapsulators out there are uh, somewhere between 250 and 300. Okay. Yeah, it's generally, that's the, I think that's that's yeah. fairly standard, you know. And we don't charge extra for um, the prints or we preserve the umbilical cord as well, which is a very, a keepsake. is a keepsake, which is very spiritual and very beautiful. It's the tether between the, mm-hmm. the mother and baby. And so being in Bali, I learned a lot about the cord. And so that is prepared as well as your, whether you choose capsules, which we also have vegetarian capsules, um, gelatin capsules, flavored if people are a little adverse to this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, and tincture form. We charge nothing extra for those and your herbs oh. are included. The only okay. time um, that there may be an additional charge would be if we were delivering to... Long, long delivery. Very, yeah. very... What about very for twins? Fun. Since I'm pregnant with twins, do you charge more for... <laughs> It's, it's only it's, one it's, placenta. It's one placenta. That's exactly right. You just got like the twofer. <laughs> so. I got a deal. <laughs> you, got, you got a deal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's pretty much that's that's it. And if there was okay. any cost where I felt that it would be extra, it would just be delivery. Okay. Honestly, everything is pretty. It, we really want families to have this. And the idea is to keep it as very simple as possible. And I'd like to note too, if you find us late in care or you're referred late, and we've had people, I'm a couple days from my due date. I'll get as much information as I can mm-hmm. for this. I don't want people to think that if you haven't seen us upon, yeah. you know, the early stages and, and upon conception that this right. wouldn't be for you and that we couldn't offer you services. There's a lot of information we can glean just There's by asking lot. certain yeah. questions. Yeah. It'll give yeah. us a good idea as far as what's going on with exactly. the individual mom. Well, Brendan Aurelia, thank you so much for being part of our show today. Absolutely. This has been thank a lot you. of fun. So our conversation is actually going to continue for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, our experts are going to give some advice for those of you out there who may want to try to prepare your own placenta. So we'll learn a little bit more about that. If you want more information on our club, visit preggypals.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. We have a brand new segment here on Preggy Pals. It is called Five Minute Birth Stories, and that's exactly what it is. We're asking our listeners to call our voicemail, which is 619-866-4775, and share your birth story in five minutes or less. Hi, my name is Lori Babb. I'm from San Diego. I have two birth stories, one for my first one, who was born when I was about 36 
and my second one who was born a few years later. But the most, probably the most interesting thing I guess that I can offer is the first one was a super long, like 57 hours from start to finish. So it was really long and painful and it wasn't at all the natural birth that I planned and prepared for. It turned out to be like everything almost, but um, with morphine and an epidural and, oh gosh, a pesiotomy and a tear and a forceps and all of this stuff. And then I was determined with my next one to have a much more natural experience. And the second one, I, I actually had a home birth with lots of courage and preparation and I knew I had to be brave because my husband certainly after our first experience wasn't trusting that it was going to go so well and so um, I did have actually a, quite a successful home birth with my second child so I think that's probably the most and, and that actually labor was only about seven hours which was quite a contrast 50 hours less um, actually, I think I have some pretty good perspective on both situations because I did both. And also I can offer some courage, you know, and encouragement to people who maybe did have not such a great first experience but want to try home birth a second time. Um, it's possible. For all of our listeners out there, your story could be next. All you have to do is call our voicemail. No one's going to pick up. It's just a voicemail. And you'll have five minutes to leave your birth story. Again, that number is 619-866-4775. All right, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we're talking about our due dates. Is it really that important to know your due date and to have your baby on your due date or near your due date? What's the deal with that? So we'll explore that a little bit more next week. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.